Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello everyone, my name is Manpreet and welcome to Cut to the Chase. Now I hope all of you had a relaxing weekend as you might need the energy to face what looks like a flood of macroeconomic data this week. Let's jump right into sifting through that to focus on what we believe will really matter for investors. Now, first up is labor market and manufacturing data in the U.S. The labor market continues to be one of the more important economic indicators in the U.S. as besides inflation, this is one key gauge for the Fed on how far they're able to tighten policy without hurting employment levels. Now, consensus is looking for the addition of about 250,000 new jobs. But once again, it remains an economic report where too hot or too cold can both be a bad thing. An actual release that is much stronger than this consensus would lead to concerns that it may offer the Fed reason to continue tightening, leading to renewed repricing higher of Fed expectations. Too cold and the markets are likely to worry that economic weakness is likely broadening out. Now, the other piece of US data set for release this week is the ISM Manufacturing Activity Index. Now, this has also been a central focus of economic slowdown fears, but consensus is only looking for a modest slowing towards 52, uh, which is still above the 50 mark separating expansion from contraction. Having said that, there's likely to be a lot of scrutiny on the details and whether they offer guidance on whether this indicator indeed is headed below the 50 mark as you know, recession indicators uh, would, would suggest. Now, both of these, of course, coming as the S&P 500 index approaches key resistance. Now, US markets had a fantastic July with the S&P 500 rising over 9% over the month. However, the index is now approaching a cluster of resistances around 4,200. So unless we get an extraordinarily good set of data across both the employment as well as the ISM indicators, uh, recent gains may be set to slow this week. Now, second set of economic data will be watching closely central bank policy. We've got central banks across many countries, including Australia, England, uh, India and Brazil set to meet uh, this week to set policy. Now, Australia's RBA policy may be one uh, meeting that's quite significant for currency markets. The recent inflation report showed Australian inflation pressures remain high, raising expectations the RBA will hike rates by 50 basis points this week. However, the tone on future guidance remains the key, and a still hawkish central bank could be positive for the Aussie dollar, which remains one of the preferred currencies on both short and long-term horizons, uh, given it continues to hold a gap with commodity prices and a gap with relative bond yield differentials. The other central bank likely to be a key focus is the Bank of England. Now here, the central bank faces a different picture, which is one of slowing growth, but continuously high inflation pressures, with the central bank's own forecast suggesting inflation will rise to double-digit levels in the near future. <clears throat> because of this, uh, while we do expect 50 basis point rate hikes, that's likely to be less supportive uh, for the currency. Finally, over in China, we'll be keeping a close watch on PMI activity indicators as well as po- <laughs> policy efforts. Now, the official PMI manufacturing data was released yesterday and showed an unexpected dip back below the 50 level, marking expansion and contraction. Um, This was likely as renewed COVID lockdowns started to bite. Now, today, of course, we have the private sector Kaishin PMIs, uh, which will be released as yet another gauge with this number, of course, if you'll recall, having a greater tilt towards smaller businesses. The downside surprise notwithstanding, though, we remain constructive on Chinese and Asian equities uh, because we believe policy efforts to stabilize growth are likely to be the main focus. While we re-emphasize that some sort of big bank stimulus remains unlikely given bigger policy priorities, discussion around property sector stabilization uh, is just one more example of policy efforts aimed at greater stability. And that, together with inexpensive valuations, 
should be sufficient to help Chinese equities outperform global equities over the next 6 to 12 months. So quite a bit to focus on, uh, but we'll pause there. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and like it. Thanks for listening. Wish you a happy trading week ahead. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.